3: Well, 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 well. Um, I don't really know where to start with this. Uh, The abacus was ready. Everything else was ready. We were all ready for the calculations to try and see if anybody was going to be in the top four this evening. And all, again, a night has done is completely screw everything up for us (laughs) and making sure we don't know what the hell's going on. This Premier League has to be the best, most incredible, most unreal, unexpected, twisting, turning, whatever way you want to describe it. It has been ridiculous. Welcome along to the final Premier League daily of this year, of the 2020 Premier League. Night 15 is in the books. Jarla and Jack Gobby Garwood alongside you on the brink, I think, is Probably a good way of putting this, trying <laughs> to maintain, <laughs> not kind of a workout. Who's going to be where or what could happen tonight? And in short, nothing did.
4: Yeah, absolutely no big Qs or big E's next to another, apart from Michael Smith. He no longer can qualify. Um, yeah. Good night for drama. Not necessarily the highest quality of darts or any of that. It wasn't record-breaking night for averages or, or anything like that but a long way but a very good night of darts for drama tension and, and results that keep virtually six different things to play for tomorrow like the, the six players involved for something that are still playing for something and that's fantastic on the final
3: night yeah i don't think i've ever remembered a premier league where top spot's still up for grabs uh three uh, spots in the playoffs are still up for grabs and six players could, uh, could still theoretically qualify for... Sorry, five players. I mean, one has already qualified, but five players uh, could still qualify for three places in the playoffs. Obviously, we had the drama last year with uh, Rob Cross trying to finish top uh, against Michael Van Gerwen. But, uh, I mean, the, the bubble has produced some ridiculous darts. But to bring it down to the fact of we thought that the Premier League might be tight... But I don't think we ever expected this.
4: No, we definitely didn't. I just thought that the quality of the field, you've you've got people that are serial winners in there, in Michael Van Gerwig, Gary Anderson perhaps wasn't carrying the best form, but he's a serial title winner. And and Peter Wright, there's there's been shocks. Glenn Durant was was not on debut, was was not meant to be doing what he's doing. Nathan Aspinall's thrown a spanner in the works. He's, He's been very good, very competitive throughout. Just... Yes, everything I've just listed, but you still didn't expect it to be this close. You still thought a couple would emerge from the field, have a really good three or four weeks or three or four nights and and put themselves in. And nobody's done that. Everybody's beaten each other. It's been
3: fantastic. It's been meant. And uh, we are going to try and go through all the scenarios when Phil Bars joins us for the Phil Bars take. So stay with us here. Let's react to night 15. I think Gob, for once... Let's go through chronological order, because that way then it explains the night, I think, better. Do you agree on that one, probably? I believe so. Let's do that then. And we'll start off with young Nathan Aspinall. I keep saying that, and he's not young at all Uh, in comparison, because I can't be asked to go into it. We've got so much to talk about. I thought this was probably one of his best performances in the bubble, if you want me to be brutally honest. It was an absolute scrap with Daryl Gurney.
4: Yeah, couldn't agree more. He's he's been through that win-loss, win-loss, win-loss ratio. And after last night's loss, we said tonight was absolutely massive for him. And at 5-4 down, I thought he was in a world of trouble. I I thought Gurney was going to be the spoiler, really upset the apple cart and and really throw Nathan's hopes of making that top four into jeopardy. But he responded brilliantly. He just moved through a gear when he needed it. Um, And and he picked up the two points, obviously.
3: Yeah, I mean, he started off brilliantly. I mean, did the Aspen, averaging 113 um, to go 3-0 up. Then Gurney comes back, ridiculous fourth leg, 46 after nine, and then hits a double 16. Starts to really get back into the game after the sixth leg. uh, And then he actually took the lead, did uh, Gurney, to go 5-4 ahead. And after being that spanner in the works for Gurman Price last night, it looked like that he might be a big spanner in the work for Nathan Aspinall. But, Although we couldn't qualify for the playoffs this evening, he deserves to be on that Premier League stage. And he showed why. Because when he punished those former starts from Gurney in the 11th, he got the league back to 6-5. I then had every confidence to go on and win the game. And it's moments like that which you look back on. If you do make the top four, you go, that is a crucial moment. And obviously, it improves the leg difference, not dramatically, but a little bit. Moves on to a plus-five leg difference means as well that if he were to win 8-4 tomorrow or better regardless of the result he would be in the playoffs
4: yeah and that would be outstanding for him on debut I don't think that in any of our preview shows on on previous whatever I'm not sure any of us would have put him there yes he's been fantastic yes he is a scrapper and a fighter and he's got over the line in some of these closer matches but he's exceeded expectations and he's been fantastic value for money and you can definitely see him as a permanent fixture in this Premier League moving forward if he doesn't get over the line tomorrow and if he does, anything can happen on finals night.
3: Absolutely, absolutely. Obviously, Daryl Gurney though now guaranteed to finish eighth. We will come on and talk a bit more about Daryl Gurney to where the way he could be a party pooper tomorrow. But let's hear now from Nathan Aspinall and chatting with Phil Barrs in the bubble in Milton Keynes after his win Nathan huge congratulations a massive two points on your hand for the 0-2 just sum up how you've been
5: after
6: that um, I think you see it after the game the emotion Um it was such a massive game tonight I had to win because um, obviously I'm playing the league league tomorrow, uh, tomorrow night um, I was 3-0 up and I'm playing absolutely brilliant Um Dowell started firing like Dowell can do Um but wow, it was a tough game. You know, I was so put so much pressure on myself tonight, which is something that I don't normally do. But I just wanted it so much. Um, so to pull out the last couple of legs that I did, I think I went 12, um, and then you know potentially could have been could, could have been a 13. I think I won it last start. Um, but you know, I'm, I'm proud of myself how I handled the situation, considering you have no idea how nervous I was up there then
5: touching on the nerves
6: and everyone like can you maybe want something too much yeah I said it a a minute ago uh, to Sky uh, maybe you know I'm being greedy and I want too much too quick but I believe in my own ability and I believe this is where I belong Um, I belong with the elite players and uh, I believe I can win this tournament um, and uh, I believe I should get in the top four Um, but then again there's another nine lads eight seven lads down there who think the same so um, it, it purely determination and grit to win that's who I am a winner not a loser so uh, yeah I think I do put pressure on myself sometimes but it's for, for, the, for the right reasons Was it
5: along 24 hours because did last night's defeat to
6: Peter Wright hurt? Um, I wouldn't say it hurt um, mm-hmm. obviously I was disappointed well, yeah. um, and I look back and the yeah. only thing I did wrong was, was Mr 41 um, Peter finishing last night was out of this world and you know he came out probably the deserved winner in the end um, but it was important for me to, to bounce back tonight and i kind of got a bit of a pattern emerging, a win-one, lose-one, win-one, lose-one, so hopefully I can break that pattern tomorrow, get the win and secure my top four place.
5: Playing first, are you going to hang around to see how the other games go, to see what scenarios
6: play out this evening? Nah, um, I'm absolutely drained after that game. I'm going to go back, you know, luckily I'm on first, so my kids will still be up, so I'm going to have a quick chat with them, that'll put a smile on my face, um, even bigger, Um, and then I'll probably don't get too much to eat and, uh, you know, relax and get ready for probably... You know, the biggest day in my life
5: tomorrow. Is tomorrow bigger than the finals that you played
6: in before? Yeah. Um, you know, obviously, to win a major title is, is unreal. Um, so early in my career, but God, I can't explain how much I will get in this top four. Wow. To walk out of the O2, crowd or no crowd, just to walk out in front of, in the O2 would be out of this world. In my first year as a Premier League player, at yeah, 29, living the dream, pal. So, that, you know, that's what I want. And, uh, you know, I'm going to have a good rest tonight and I'll be up for him tomorrow. Pleasure, Nathan.
5: Thanks, very Cheers, mate. much uh, Nathan, you touched on the nerves there. What's
6: it going to be like tomorrow night? Because tomorrow night is obviously, as you say, the next game. Um, I'm hoping there's a few, you know, there's a few darting gods up there that's going to help me out with a few results that make it a little bit less nervous tomorrow. Um, obviously, I, I'm, I'm praying for a Gary Win tonight and, and a Mike Smith win. Um, if it, if it wasn't to be, that it wasn't to be. It's in my hands at the moment. Um, as long as I win tomorrow obviously I've won tonight you know, barring an absolute awful disaster in, in leg swings I'll be there so it, it's still in my hands as long as I win tomorrow I'll be there and you know that's what I've got to stay focused on at the moment
5: Is it important that it's in your own hands because you can control the results
6: and what you been playing? Yeah it is um, I think I've proved tonight that okay even though I'm an absolute bag of nerves I can still handle the pressure you know um, and I've done that tonight um, but yeah, I don't want to ever, ever in my career, to be fair, rely on other people to lose or win. Um, it's in my hands. Um, so hopefully I can I can get it sealed tomorrow uh, with a win against us Do you think it was
3: important going on first tonight? Because
6: yeah.
5: obviously you've got the
6: other players following, they know they got to win now. Yeah, I said, to, I said to Kirsten, I said to Martin, my manager, I said, you know, if I can go and make a statement tonight, play not just win, but play well. Uh, and to be fair, even though it was, it was a nitty-gritty game I do actually believe that was probably one of my better games in the last few days um, and it was important for them you know they all watch backstage we've got tellies in the back. they know what's going on and they know you know Michael seen that thinking oh dear you know I've now got to win the pressure's back on him um, and it's kind of back into you know the pressure's now on Michael but if Michael was to win then the pressure's on Gezi and you know Makes it interesting for everyone apart from the dark players themselves. So, uh, you know, it's important to one first. Uh, I got the result and uh, one happy guy time.
4: Okay, game number two, and I can hear the smile on your face from here, Jarliff. It has happened. Glenn Dorant has, has lost his second match in the Premier League. Could have wrapped up the title of the league phase tonight, and then it's 25 grand, but uh, falls 8 6 to the world champion, Peter Wright. It wasn't a great game from Dozer, was it? it He's only picked up three points from his last eight.
3: I mean, look. I, I mean, look. Okay, I, I prefer not to speak. If I speak, I'm in big trouble. But we'll get on to that a little bit later. I'm sure. Here's the deal with me about this game. I didn't think this game was any good. you want know, to be honest, I thought it was a really poor game. You know, it started off really slowly. Both averaging in the mid 80s after six legs, and you're thinking, you know, you're supposed to be the best two players in the world. You mean you called? Does are the best. I've called Peter Wright and flip flop between him and Gary Anderson over the last few days. But if you look at the way that Does has been playing, he hasn't really been playing that well. It's just that he's managed to find the gears. That do, he's done a Michael van Gerwen in doing the right things at the right moments. But he, he, it was interesting because he didn't really because even though he was scoring really well initially to start with, God when he's let on his throw, what I found interesting was the fact that he couldn't really hammer right on his throw. And Wright was still staying in the game despite averaging 85. It was a strange start, I will be honest.
4: Yeah, I think I agree with John Parton for a for part of this. I think Glenn had the upper hand a little to start with and perhaps didn't make the most of that. But, but once Snakey found that that second year, it, it was all snake bite throughout. Um, Glenn did have an opportunity to maybe force his, his famous draw as it is and that big comeback at the end. But... I, th- I just think Wright's scoring was fantastic um, when he needed it in those moments. Every time it was his throw, he kicked off pretty strongly. Um, and that last leg, it comes out of a 140, uh, Wright responds of a 180, but that's fantastic. That's the sort of stuff we've been heaping praise on Dezaphone for the last few nights. And, and it was class from Peter Wright tonight.
3: Yeah it certainly was and you know obviously crucial break comes in that seventh leg uh, you know and, and, and Wright does the job there really that, but that's the only break of throw that Wright needed he basically just kept himself in the game and kept himself in the game when the opportunity presented it to himself he took it and that's probably the worst Peter Wright's played in, in six nights and he still manages to get the job done you know Durham missing double 16 for a 104 Wright pounces by hitting double twelve, gives the world champion the break of throw and from then he doesn't look back so obviously, Wright had to go to the madhouse to get the job done, but he got the job done and that is crucial because he's on to 18 points. He's third place in the table and because of the way leg difference falls and all that sort of stuff, because Michael Van Gerwen is so far behind him, I think actually he only needs a point to guarantee a playoff spot, if my memory serves me correctly. It might not be a full 16-point swing, but a point should, should get him in.
4: Yeah, I think so. I can't remember the permutations either at the minute, but... Yeah, he looks good. He looks good value for money and it looks like he's going to get me at least three of my four predictions correct for who makes the top four uh, after the bubble. So, yeah. Uh, he, he is the world champion and this is why. He picked up the Masters. He wasn't playing very well. Uh, I think he switched off a little bit for the match play, but but he's been competing in everything and anything since. Um, and We wouldn't back against him going on to lift this title, perhaps. Um, like I suggested, um, <laughs>
3: come <laughs> October. Yes, absolutely. So I just looked at the uh, at the actual table at the moment. So he is on plus fifteen, the leg difference now for Peter Wright. Michael Van Gerwen will come onto him as holding the game in a second. But he is on plus two, so it's a thirteen leg difference. So in order for that to happen, he will definitely he will he might need to win tomorrow night. To be honest. Um, because, obviously, the leg difference could improve. It depends on how, uh, how uh, if, my, if Mark van Gaal, first of all, wins, and then by the difference. Um, but, obviously, it would basically be, uh, well, no, actually, a point would get him in. A point does home, get him yes. in. Yeah, a point does get him in, because of the leg difference Would stay on plus 15, and he would get him in. So, a point would definitely get Peter Wright in tomorrow. Glenn Durrant, though, needs three legs against Nathan Aspidal. In order to guarantee that top spot, he's made a he's made a hash of this. I'll be honest with you, he's made a hash of this top spot. When people were thinking, people are thinking, oh, he's pretty much got it wrapped up, but he's he's made a hash of this.
4: Yeah, three points from a possible eight in the last four nights. Um, I think it's four from a possible twelve points now as well. Mm,
3: mm. Yeah,
4: no, six from a possible twelve. So
3: eight. yeah, six from a uh, possible twelve. Excuse me. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Like, this could have been done and dusted. He could have been home and hosed. He could have switched off for a couple of nights. Been absolutely fine. I still think he will be. I still think the fact that he needs three legs against Nathan Aspinall, he's not going to suddenly fall off the face of the earth. I think he'll get there. I think he'll get over the line and I think he will be number one come the the end of the, talk, the end of this phase and headed into the 0-2. The problem he's going to have with that is if a certain green machine turns up and finishes fourth, as is mm. looking likely a Snake he only needs a point <laughs> that's not the nicest fixture is it?
5: <laughs>
3: well we will come on to a green machine in a second but let's hear it from Peter Wright remember a point tomorrow guarantees himself a playoff spot and here he is three straight wins on the bounce he is probably the most informed player at the moment in the bubble here he is talking with Phil
5: Peter many congratulations another two points on your quest for the playoffs wasn't your best tonight but still a big result
7: yeah yeah I've won bad game and I did not want it against Glenn you know he's a good friend and uh, he's a quality player and you know you know obviously Glenn's qualified and so he had no pressure on him at all and and I wasn't even putting any pressure on him either and it it, obviously it's very hard for uh, you know playing against somebody who's not playing well and you try and raise your game. I, I played someone the other day like that, didn't I? And I can't remember who it was. I played somebody and the, they were playing rubbish. And
5: yeah.
7: And I, I don't know. Was it Jeffrey? Yeah, it was. Yeah. Uh, so uh, it's it's very difficult when you know when you're not hitting troubles and uh, I don't know. It was garbage. Sorry, everybody. <laughs> Is it
5: tough when you're trying to find that little spark of inspiration from somewhere and it just isn't there?
7: Yeah, obviously there's a little pressure there, obviously trying to, you know, I haven't qualified uh, for the Premier League finals and I haven't done it once in, you know, all the years I've been playing and it's, you know, it's very hard and, uh, you know, scrape through at the moment. <laughs>
5: Is that something you think about, that your record of getting to the finals line isn't the best and it's something that you want to put right?
7: Uh I'm not bothered really if I qualify or not, it's just uh, Joe does and a uh, father-in-law gives me in the air, breakfast, and night time, blah, 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 and uh, I like it's like I got 8 out of 10 doubles yesterday, well, it, it wasn't good enough, they're right, you know, uh, you must be better.
5: What is the mood in the practice room like when it is all so close, all so tight, all jockey in position, what's it like when you're practicing in there with
7: well, I just keep I just keep myself to myself, and a lot a lot of players do. Uh, some of them practice with each other, and uh, uh, you can't hardly see each other. Only me because I glow, because uh, it's pretty dark down here. Oh, <laughs> uh, you know, it's I could tell there's a little bit of atmosphere of tightness in in the atmosphere tonight, and uh, it showed in my game. Uh, and uh, obviously Nathan Aspinall, he was. He was a bit. He was a bit like that. First half of his match. So. Looking at to tomorrow, Michael Smith.
5: You need a win to guarantee your place. Yeah, that's. It's a danger playing Michael Smith, knowing that he probably can't qualify because he can go and free roll up
7: there. Yep. Yep. I said that to, uh, Paul and Joe this morning at breakfast. You know, I need uh, obviously Michael Smith uh, winning tonight, about and. Uh, so he's got something to fight for, and he would have a little bit of pressure uh, going for doubles. But tomorrow he's going to be going for doubles against me. That like it doesn't really matter. Is that in? Yeah, it's in. You know, he'd be free flowing, flow and just hope he doesn't hit the nine again against me, against me and, and nick the fifty. <laughs> <laughs> Peter,
5: thank you very much,
7: chap. Congratulations on tonight. Yeah, thank you. Peter, playing, playing, obviously. Glad to be in one of the top fours this year. How was it playing? From what you were yeah, obviously. uh ever, I think everyone was expecting it would be a, a good game because I've been playing well, and and you know, obviously Glenn's been playing well and he's always fighting back and getting big shots out and stuff like that. And it, it, both of us wasn't there. Uh, mate, as I said, you know, maybe Glenn was pressures off. I've made it almost like, but I don't know. Uh, I was gutted. The way I played, and obviously Glenn would be very gutted as well, because you know he'd probably wanted to go through when we come back unbeaten. Uh, so, but I did let him off last time we played. <laughs>
5: In your position, do you think it's better if you're, you're watching all the games and you keep an eye on the
3: league table,
5: or do you
7: prefer to sort of stay away and just focus on yourself? I'll just try and focus on myself. I don't try and, uh, but I don't try and look at what's what, but I'll get it in hero from uh, father-in-law. So-and-so needs this leg, not this leg, and no, 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 no. No, 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 I want to hear. Just want to try and get out on the ball and play the arts. So, but, you know, let's see what tomorrow brings, you know. You know, I've got 18, 18 points. I bring. Let's see if I make it in or not, you know. Thank
3: you. Peter right there talking through his victory over Glen Durants and what it meant was is that the battle for the Premier League league leader spot was basically on the line for Gary Anderson tonight. He basically couldn't afford uh, to lose by uh, by eight legs to three because if he did, then the, the then the, uh, the the top spot would have been uh, out of reach for him. As it is, it's not completely out of reach after losing to Michael Van Gerwen. However it's pretty much out of out of sorts for him now. i thought Gary Anderson's bid to finish top. Um, but he's still looking for that point. He's still looking for a point, and he's not safe with a plus 11 leg difference, which I find astonishing.
4: Yeah. I mean, we're, we're looking at the real extremes here. It's down to major, major leg difference swings for
3: him to not get in. But while okay, it's mathematically okay, so, possible, we're still considering it. So... But here's the deal, though. You say that right. If Gary loses tomorrow night, okay. Let's just hit this put there So Gary loses tomorrow night. We will come on to Mark van Gowen in a second. By the way, listener, we understand that he is probably the big story in this moment in time. But if Mark van Gogh goes and beats Darrell Gurney eight nil, which is humanly, which is definitely possible, Gary Anderson will automatically, if he loses tonight, drop to, uh, tomorrow night, drop to nine points. Yeah, will we'll drop to a plus nine leg difference. Excuse me. That he's on 19 points. If Peter Wright gets a draw, he jumps over him into second place. If Nathan Aspinall then goes and beats Glenn Durant by, uh, by uh, eight legs to one or better, I mean, obviously, that's a, that's probably the more unlikely story. He's out the tournament. So, you know, again, Gary, he, he looked like he was and hosed after a couple of nights. And now he's not completely safe in second at this moment in time.
4: No, he's not, but you'd rather be where he is than where Michael Van Gogh or Gowen Price are. Destiny's massively in his own hands. He yeah. needs a number of legs, realistically, to be safe. Um, I, ju- I just don't see the whitewashers coming tomorrow night. I think there's too much tension, too much pressure. And Gurney's already proven he's, he's up there for the scrap no matter what. But he's been the spoiler already against uh, Gezi Price, that ultimately looks like that might cost him at the minute. Um, He'd have been one point away, instead he's two points away, so we'll be looking at leg differences to try and sneak in tomorrow and results going his way. Uh, I'm not saying an 8-0 isn't impossible between Marco Van Gogh and Daryl Gurney, but I just think you need to give both players a little bit more respect than that and, and suggest that even if Gurney does take a tonk in, he's going to pick up a couple of legs.
3: Right, anyway, let's discuss the game itself, because our classico was there on game number three. And it looks like to me that a certain green machine could be back to somewhere near his best gob, averaging 103 in the match.
4: Yeah, he looked sharp tonight. He got revenge in the El Clasico, as, as we're calling it. Um, this change to the Black Dart seems to have given him that renewed burst of energy that he needed. Perhaps, yes, he tailed off a little bit uh, in the in the dozen match. But other than that, he's looked pretty good since he swapped with ease a bit more energetic on stage. Um, it definitely looks like he's, he's up for this. It means a lot to him. Obviously annoyed that he won't be finishing top, as, as that's his record and that's his, his love of the Premier League almost. He, he won't sacrifice that for anyone, but that's happened now and he's got a real fight on his hands still to make tomorrow, but he, he looks
3: good again. He does. I mean, let's just go through the story of the game. Van Gogh really looks sharp at the start. So it goes 2-1 ahead with a break of throw. Missed tops to go 4-1 up. And again, we could have been having a different conversation. He could have jumped to fourth because I thought that if he had gone 4-1 up with a double break, Gary might not have got back into the game. said so he did get to 3-2, gets initial double break uh, and get, hits double 16 for a 5-2 lead. And I thought this was interesting, God. When he, went for, when he didn't go for the ball out for a 127-end game, he then misses three darts for a 6-2 lead. And again, would have been enough, probably. I think he would have gone on and, st- and absolutely spurred on straight away and probably won on the game 8-2 with the way that he was playing. He allowed Anderson to hit double four back in the game. Were you surprised that he laid up? Especially with Ando on a finish. Admittedly, it was over 130. I think it was a 1-3-9, if memory serves me correctly. So it wasn't you know, a, a, an easy finish to take out. But were you surprised that Van Gogh laid up? It's not a very Van gogh thing to do. No. I just think that in, in that moment,
4: when he almost needs something as well, he needs that spark, the few leg differences, playing the percentages is okay, but it's not him. He will take out that massive finish no matter what you're saying. You could be on 400 and you want to take it out if so you can scream in your face. Um, I, I just, yeah, it was a surprise for me.
3: That Then when Ando got that, Back, hit the double four. He goes and wheels off three straight legs. He breaks in the 10th leg after Van Gogh misses tops. He goes 6-5 ahead. You're then thinking, hang on a second, point here for Gando? Definitely on. And Van Gogh we might have it all to do tomorrow night. But then, crucial break in the 13th leg. Ando misses tops, which would have guaranteed him the point, which would have got him to the 0-2. uh Gogh uh, finds double 16. And then after a slow start to that final leg, MPG finds double top. Completes the big win over Ando, and he's fifth. But he's only three legs behind Nathan Aspinall, and I'm not too sure how it works in terms of the legs won against the throw. I'm not too sure who's ahead at the moment. We haven't got the stats here for the PDC just yet. Uh, so we say an eight four win for Aspinall might get him in. It might have to be eight three in order to get it done because obviously it all depends. So if MBG goes and beats Gurney eight four tomorrow night, then or better. He's then in a right shout for the top four.
4: Yeah, he is. It's getting very tight, very... Loads of calculations. I think there's five legs in favour of Nathan for legs one against throw at the minute. Uh, Mm. Just looking at the table that I'm looking at, so that might go against MVG, but who knows at the minute. A big win tomorrow. He can definitely turn some of that around. Absolutely.
3: Absolutely. Absolutely. like I say, we, we, we'll come on to probably the whole of the, of the Premier League and what, all scenarios and everything like that a little bit later. But how big of a win is that for, for, for MBG? Not just necessarily in the context of the, of, of the win again, uh, staying in the race for the top four, but he's, I, I, do you think he's finding a set of darts that he's actually comfortable with as we're heading towards what I call the proper tournaments, the Pro Tours, World Series, okay, fine. But then we head on to the back, to the back end of the year, World Grand Prix, Grand Slam, Players' Championships. It's going to be busy.
4: Um, maybe I think this might be a little bit of a happy accident. If he's been produced, you don't suddenly just switch this form on. I don't think. Um, so if he hasn't been practicing with these, then fair play because maybe maybe he has just switched on, which completely goes against what I've just said. But uh, it's hard to explain, right? But if he was capable of doing this with these darts all along, I don't get why he was throwing the other ones throughout. the the first few nights of the bubble Premier League there was no need for it if he was ready to gear it up to use these from a certain moment should have been using these from day one yeah the the swapping for him obviously since he has changed manufacturers is not something that he's ever had to really deal with in his career before Um, and obviously hasn't worked to his advantage yet but once he does get comfortable and finds a set he's happy with. Shame tonight that he's still got that ability. He just needs to do it with the consistency now.
3: He certainly does, but he is still in that race for the top four. As it stands at the moment, he's a five legs behind Nathan Aspel against the throw. So that will not change, I don't think. I think he has to win eight three in order to get eight four in order to get the job done tomorrow night. So uh, sorry, he has to win eight three or better to guarantee himself a place in the top four. Here he is, though, talking with Phil Bar's Michael van Gerwen.
5: Michael, congratulations! Incredible players do incredible things when it really matters. Tonight, you must be over the moon
1: with that. Yeah, of course I was over the moon with. Especially when I was six all, I had to do something really well to win this game, to, to win this game, and. I'm really glad also was able to do it, and uh, I, I hope I ca- I can do some more damage tomorrow. And uh, the, the only thing like I, ca- I regret, I missed too many darts on a double, and uh, yeah. But at least I'm still I'm still going, and I feel confident. But uh, yeah, look forward to it.
5: Five two up. We're averaging about 108. That's probably the best that we've seen of you on the stage in a while, isn't it? Because technically you look good. and Everything the darts were landing in the board correctly, which hasn't sure. happened for a while.
1: Yeah, exactly, so you need to get a positive out of the game and uh, that's really important for myself at this stage and of course you, you, I still need so, some other players that don't do too well in this Premier League for me to qualify for the last four and I think they're all praying for me to not get to the last four but we we'll see what's going to happen at least I feel comfortable now and yeah, I think there's room for more Touching on what you said, that, I was going to ask you about that do you, do you get that sense that they're all praying that you don't make it? Of course they're they are praying they, they, we, I, I know that they know what I'm capable of in a, in a, in a final day. I, I can do some real good damage but I first have to do some damage tomorrow and uh, I'm not qualified yet so keep yourself back and make sure you do the the, yeah, the job tomorrow. What's
5: the last few days been like for you knowing that all the pressure it's on your been, shoulders and you're not been, in a great It's position? been
1: tough, it's been tough but uh, that's darts unfortunately and uh, everyone will sometimes go through a rough patch but it's how you handle it and I think I'll handle it quite well and even with all the pressure on my shoulders I'm still capable of beating Gary today in good form and uh, they'll they'll know when I'm turning up they have a prompt so uh, at least I've turned up tonight and I hope I also turn up tomorrow When did
5: you make the decision to change your darts as well and
1: why did you make the decision? Uh, on, the, on the day yesterday on the day uh, just feeling still my own darts still uh, my own design darts uh, with, with more so so uh, it's uh, so it's, it's not something new for me because I played with it so many times in practice and everything before because I test the dive before they go on on, on sale things like that and uh, yeah I think they do uh, I think they did me well today and yesterday even I only won a point yesterday I could have won there but yeah it's still uh, there's some more work to do now and uh, I feel comfortable. Was
5: it just a nagging feeling in the back of your head that made you change?
1: If you don't feel 100% comfortable with something what you do, you have to do something to change and make sure your head keeps right. And uh, I'm comfortable, and I need to make sure I'm gonna do exactly the same tomorrow. I definitely play with them dots tomorrow again, and uh, they they are lovely to be fair. A, it's a lovely. I'm the only one who play with a bullet like that, with a barrel like this. It's a dual core dart. It's two different percent tungsten in that, so. Um, yeah, they, they're doing the job and that's the most important thing.
5: Tomorrow, would you rather play before Nathan Aspinall and put the pressure on him, mm. or after?
1: We need to uh, ask them, my friend Dave Allen, in a minute. I uh, I hope I'm last on. Michael, pleasure as always, Chad. Thank you very, very much. much. Cheers. This me, uh, Earlier, Nathan alluded to the
0: fact that he was extremely nervous, the most nervous he's been in his career tonight.
1: I, I know he was nervous because everyone could see it. He, 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 he was in trouble and... Uh, uh, but still, he won the game, so all the respect for him. And Nathan mm-hmm. is a phenomenal good player, especially when he's in front. He's a really, really phenomenal good front runner. But uh, fair play, fair play to him. And I need to make mm-hmm. sure I put the pressure on him tomorrow, even before him or after him, whatever. I just need to make sure I win my game first, because that's the only thing that matters at this stage. Do you
5: think the lack of experience in this type of situation? Could be, could be Sorry. Sort of, do you think the lack of experience for Nathan in this type
1: of situation? Yeah, maybe. I hope so. We're gonna see what's gonna happen tomorrow, but. Uh, Uh, At this stage, today I played quite well, and I only need to win tomorrow. That's my only concern.
3: Michael Van Gerwen there talking through his uh, victory over Gary Anderson that keeps him in the race for the top four. Now, apologies, there listener, I should have said Michael Van Gerwen will not guarantee himself a uh, a place in the top four with a win tomorrow night. He has to make sure that Nathan Aspinall that he he has a three leg better win than Nathan Aspinall. So all Nathan Aspinall has to do against Glenn Duran, against the league leader, is match what Michael Van Gerwen does against Daryl Gurney in eight. In short, Gob, easy, isn't it? Simple. <laughs> Very simple. Uh, but uh, we move on to uh, game four. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Interesting game again.
4: Yeah, another one that <laughs> Kerwin Price has found a way to draw and uh, Michael Smith has arguably found a way to to drop points again because of poor doubling. I I thought that he looked better through the majority of the game, did did Smith, Um, let down by poor timing on on the outer ring. Um, Fair play from Gezi, massive fight back. Um, The point does just keep him in. It looked like he wasn't quite going to get there, so... Yeah, an interesting game of the night. The best night, the best game average-wise uh, for the pair. Good pace between them. Um, but a result that, that killed off Michael Smith's hopes and just about keeps Gezzi's alive. But without the two points tonight, he needs
3: results to go his way. He certainly does. you see uh, his tweet that he's uh, posted this evening? <laughs> More draws than Ikea, I need a miracle. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I do love gezi when he's on it. Uh, he is funny, I'll, I'll be honest with you. Uh, but, you know, the thing is, is that, again, he's in a position where he doesn't... He do, all he can do is win, right? All he, I know I, I what appreciates against Gary Anderson, who is still looking for a win himself, okay? But all he can do is win, because if he does win, regardless of what happens because of the leg difference, he will finish top four. So it's not like he has to win by 8-1 or 8-2 or 8-3. All he needs to do is go, do you know what, I've dropped, two points, uh, I've dropped four points here early in the last couple of days against, against the bottom two. All I need to do is go and win, and I'll be in the top four. I guess that's, uh, to be in the posi- and I'll be in the top four, that's all I can do. I guess I appreciate it's not the best position you want to be in because you know that Aspinall and Van Gaal have to lose. But at least it's not a position where I have to win by 8-3, eight, 8-4, eight, you know, or 8-2 or something like that. At least there's some hope for him in that sense.
4: Yeah, I agree with that. I just think when you're chasing specific legs, then you can get a bit disheartened or a bit more tense on stage as your opponent nears the margin that they need, that sort of thing. So, yeah, knowing that he's just got to go up and play as well as he can, put as many legs on the board as possible um, and, and be comfortable with the victory. And then he does have to cross his fingers and hope that he sneaks into that
3: finals night. Yes. Uh, it's a shame for Smith as well, because obviously the results earlier in the night meant that he was going to be out, so it didn't really matter. But I'll tell you what, for someone who didn't really matter, he, he definitely played like with a chip on his shoulder tonight. I, I thought at some stage it was magical. There were, there were some darts there tonight from Smith that was absolutely brilliant. At one stage, we both averaging over 100. Both one stage, both averaging over 105. It was a real good pace to the game. And almost, almost, almost for the third time... Uh, this this restart we almost had a nine gob. What is it about double twelve that most of the players can't hit? <laughs> <laughs> uh,
4: I think it's the tension, the speed, the swap. You go up, down, up as a finish, um, and obviously what it means. And pff, let's be fair, his double starts haven't been great throughout anyway. So if he'd hit that one, it would have yeah. been ultimate irony.
3: <laughs> yeah, that's very very true. Very very true. Um, like I say, Gary Price, if he misses out on uh, by a point or anything like that, we'll look back on these two draws, won't he, and go, well, there's a chance that I had. I, you know, I'm two points behind. If I'd have won tonight, if I'd have got an extra couple of points on there, I would have been in a position where I'm on 17 points and a plus 10 leg difference. All I'd need to do is win my game and I'd be in. Simple.
4: Yeah, but I think that's the story of his Premier League campaign as a whole, not just the last two nights at the start. And even last year, it's been a problem for Gerwin Price. He picks up points yes, sometimes where he's made the most of it when he didn't deserve it, but quite frequently he's found ways to draw from positions where he should be winning. And mm-hmm. that will be the concern for him. Fortunately, any other PDC event doesn't really finish in a draw, so you can't get this anywhere else. Um, so it's only just this competition he needs to correct that form in, but it it will be a concern for him that he just needs to get over that final winning line a little bit more consistently.
3: Yeah, absolutely. But he is still in the Premier League. He is still alive at this moment in time. Let's hear it from him now. It is going Price, and he's chatting with Phil. Gazzy, point tonight,
5: still clinging on to a playoff. Um, hopeful for tomorrow. Just sum up what it feels like to be involved in such a great game.
2: Yeah, I think I slipped up one leg early on but I was always chasing Michael and when he's hitting trebles and scoring like guys, is difficult but yeah I'm proud of myself for sticking in there and I, I knew just all oh, my legs stick in there even if I even if I got a draw I I was I was still in the tournament and I wasn't coming tomorrow and I'm just making up the numbers and you know, just playing one more game just to finish it off. So I'm still in the running. I need results to go my way but at the end of the day I'm still in. Teased us with the nine as well. Did you think it was in when it left you? Well, I, I wish I never almost dropped the final dart. I had to stand back and do the old licky fingers <laughs> and I'd have a go. But, yeah, I almost dropped the dart, but I wish I was just more in rhythm and probably would have gone in, but it was close.
5: What's it like going on last, knowing that everyone else around you has won, adding more pressure to you?
2: Yeah, I know, it's, it's difficult. And I sort of knew the all three that were going to win because that's the way it goes. And um, I don't expect any... Any handouts? I know I need. I'm, I've slipped up myself in this Premier League, and you know, if someone goes and loses tomorrow, then I still got to win. And you no, know, but I've I've had a good run, so sort they of have been the best of years, you know, with the circumstances. But yeah, I've I've got a chance tomorrow, and that's the main thing. Do you still believe you can get to the playoffs, or is it just more hope at the moment? I'll definitely hope because I, I'm hoping <laughs> other people lose. But I just wish it was in my hands, and that if I win tomorrow, then then I'm through. I'd be a lot more confident. But to have results after to go your way as well is quite difficult. and yeah. Hopefully I'm on early tomorrow. Hopefully they change around. I'm on and then I'm not on last and playing for nothing, really.
5: Well, at the moment, your schedule's go on first, so oh, at, least put, at least you can put pressure I, on I, I prefer, I prefer th-
2: first out of everything, so uh, probably going to play rubbish, but hopefully I don't. Your recent record against Gary is very good, though, so you can take
5: heart from that, knowing that you've got such a good record against him.
2: Yeah, I don't know... Even with Michael and Peter, the, the last couple of games I've played them, I might seem to bring my A game, and that's, you know, that's just um, for them. They, they're the best players in the world. They have been for years, and that, that's probably why I know I need to up my game. And he never, are uh, not Peter, but Gary, he never really brings his A game against me. And <laughs> hopefully, that's that's what happens tomorrow. But I need to bring my A game if I if I want to get anything out of it.
5: What would you do if you do win so I Playing out scenarios here, if you do win, do you hang around and find out? And what would you go
2: back to the hotel room and hope? Oh, I'd go back to the hotel room anyway, but obviously I keep an eye on them and watch the games I have all the way through. But I'm not going home tomorrow, but hopefully I can wake up Sunday morning a bit happier than if the other boys win. Gazzy, pleasure as always, mate. Thank yeah, you very great. much.
3: There you have it. Gerwin Price talking through his draw against Darryl, against uh, Michael Smith to keep him in the Premier League. Let's go through the table one final time and then we're going to go through every scenario we could possibly think of tomorrow because, goodness me, this is ridiculous. The only player guaranteed in the Premier League player places is Glenn Duran. 21 points the 25-leg difference. He will need three legs tomorrow to guarantee himself top spot. Uh, it all depends, obviously, on what happens in the game against Gary Anderson and uh, and Gavin Price. Gavin Price puts in a, a, a massive leg difference. If Gary doesn't win, obviously, then Glenn will finish top. But if like, Gary does win, Glenn will need to better that leg difference to make sure that he stays top and gets the 25k bonus. Peter Wright is third. He needs a point uh, on 18 points at the moment, three straight wings plus 15 leg difference. A point guarantees Snakey in the top four. Then here we go. Nathan Aspinall is fourth with a plus five leg difference and seventeen points. Michael van Gerwen is fifth with seventeen points and a plus two leg difference. Michael van Gerwen must defeat Nathan Aspinall and must defeat uh, Daryl Gurney by three legs better than uh, four legs better, excuse me, than Nathan Aspinall because of legs won against the throw. Nathan Aspinall's got thirty-three legs won against the throw. Michael van Gerwen's got twenty-eight. The only way that is going to probably change is if Michael Van Goen beats uh, Daryl Gurney 8-0. In that sense, obviously, Nathan Nash will have to win by eight legs to three in order to get the job done and therefore then would definitely qualify uh, for the top four. Gerwin Price is on a plus 10 leg difference and 15 points. He's still in the Premier League because of the fact that he's got that plus 10 leg difference. If he wins the first game tomorrow night, he will go fourth for the time being have to hope that Nathan Aspinall and Michael Van Gowen lose their games to sneak in with 17 points. It'll be the first time that's happened since 2013. Michael Smith is pretty much all guaranteed to finish seventh uh, in this Premier League. He's got a minus four leg difference. However, if he beats Peter Wright 8-0 and Gohan Price loses 8-0 to uh, Gary Anderson, that could still switch around, but it's going to be very unlikely. Darrell Gurney, though, is guaranteed to finish eighth. He is on nine points with a minus 21 leg difference. So he is actually the only person... Whose position is guaranteed at this moment in time? All seven places could still be up for grabs, theoretically, I know, but it, it is still ridiculous when you think about it. Joining us to talk through a ridiculous night of darts, a ridiculous week of darts is Phil Bars for the Phil Bars take. Uh, PB, welcome to the show. Uh, we're exhausted. We can't think. Our brains are fried. I have no doubt what I'm sure you're feeling the same down in the bubble.
5: <laughs> oh, my days. Where to start? Where to start? We thought after tonight, it'll all be a little bit clearer, is it? Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. absolutely right,
3: yeah. Absolutely (laughs) right. Ridiculous.
5: Yeah, I just don't know anything like it. Every time we think we've got all bases covered, then they go, Nah, let's do it this way. It's just mental. Absolutely mental.
3: Before we crack
5: on... We'd be
4: moaning if the next two nights were... were If last night and tonight was wrapped up.
3: Well, there is that. Yeah, but we still need... We just want some clarity, Gob. Like, you know what I mean? Like, it'd be nice to say, oh, well, at least this is sorted, this is sorted, and then we've only got to focus on this... Uh, all four games really do mean something tomorrow, which you will come on to very, very quickly. I think what we'll do, gents, is rather than go through a a bit more of the night as a whole, I think we're going to skip on to performance of the night at this moment in time. And the reason for that, uh, I I think, is because that way then we can talk about a bit more about each person's performance a little bit. And then what we'll do is we'll come on to tomorrow and we'll try and work out who the hell's going to finish where. So, uh, Gob, first of all for you, mate, performance of the night tonight for you
4: uh i'm g- i'm going to steal it before phil gets the opportunity I've, I've been quite harsh to this man over the last few weeks but performance of the night is is Michael van Gogh massive result in el clasico as as we as we call it um basically kept his hopes alive he looked very good tonight he looked a little bit more confident um and like i said without that result he's virtually out so um he's not but yeah
5: that's
3: my performance of the night. PB, I, I'm going to guess you're going to join him on this one.
5: You know exactly where I'm going with this yes. big green machine. I, as I said to him, extraordinary players produce extraordinary things when needed. Tonight was needed and he was magnificent.
3: This is where I want to come on to because I pretty much knew that you'd go with him for the performance of the night. So let's crack on with this here, okay? The fact that he we're talking about the fact that when he didn't go for the ball for the one 2 seven, he laid up and he missed darts at it. I thought that that was a bit silly, if you want me to be honest. And when Gary got it back to 6-5 ahead, I did think that that was going to cost him. But the fact that he got through that, that leg when Ando missed tops to guarantee himself a point and then he goes and, and produces that 14th leg to go and get the job done, that takes some stones. And I think that he is settling on these darts, you know. I really do. I think he's settling on these darts, my friend.
5: Mm, Maybe for this week.
3: (laughs) But thinking about it, though, how important is this for him to get a set of darts pretty much sorted? Because as I said earlier on, we're coming towards that back end of the year when we've got... Protos, and I appreciate the Protos doesn't really get you up in the morning, but after that, you've got the World Grand Prix that he's going to try and defend. You've got a Grand Slam that he hasn't won for a few, uh, for a couple of years. You've got a Players Championship that he's got to defend, and then a World Championship title that he's got to try and win back.
5: I think Lee at Winmail might already be working on something which will be delivered in time for the Autumn Series World Series. Ooh. Interesting. Interesting. Very interesting. I don't know. By the way, I don't know. I just think. That maybe, just maybe, that there's something in the pipeline. Um, and just chatting to George Noble, that he said the other darts, they were all going in at funny angles, because obviously george got the best view of anyone. <laughs> yeah. Um, and he said they were all going in at weird angles. He's changed to the black ones, which are more like his old faithfuls. And Instantly, they group better, they sit better, straight away.
4: He's thrown these on stage before, though, and was that not the same reaction we had last time he threw them then? I don't get what prompted
5: the change Uh, post-lockdown. Obviously, the ones he's playing with now, he threw with the UK Open but they didn't have the black coating on. They were just a normal plain tungsten, but the same dart. Yeah. So we'd seen him play on TV before and chatting to him at the UK Open, if he hadn't have drawn Nathan Aspinall first round, he would have played with them again. But because he was handed an absolute stonker in round one, he went back to the ones he ended up winning the UK Open with because he'd had more time with them. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So, I think there's this nagging thing in the back of his head. I don't think he's completely settled yet with them, but, look, just my opinion, I'm no expert on technique or anything like that, but, by the naked eye, these ones are better than the other ones because the way they sit and the way they group. By results, they're better as well. (laughs) He's winning games of them. Yeah. Um, But would would I be surprised if something like the Adrian Lewis scenario where the manufacturer almost makes an exact replica of Old Faithfuls, would I be surprised? No. I
4: sort of get that. mm, But after the launch and the number of products they, they plowed out under his name, I'm a little bit surprised that there isn't a set one that for him. Do you know what I mean? I, I get it was these things can happen quite quickly, um, and obviously where well, he's still tied into the contracts and that there's no real off-season and darts to get used to a set. But I just would have thought that he'd, he'd know what he's throwing by
5: now. Well, yeah,
3: yes, it's very interesting. But I want to jump on here, gentlemen, because I've, I've let you two watch lyrical about the green machine. And I'm going to give my performance to the tonight. And it is to Peter Snakebite, right, proving that he is the best darts player in the world. Really? Simple as really? that. What's I that? Sorry? thought he was garbage. <laughs> I genuinely thought he was awful tonight. No, in, all, in all seriousness, okay. They'd probably tell he, us he was mint tonight because he tells us he's garbage when he plays on real. in five. <laughs> but in all seriousness, I thought that was possibly the worst I've seen both players play, PB. Throughout the, entire, uh, throughout the entire Premier League restart, I'll be brutally honest. Averaging uh, 85 each after six legs. Glenn finishing up with, a, with an average of, uh, what was it now? Uh, just going back to the stats, 89.1. I mean, at least with right, you're averaging 94.8. That was probably the worst I've seen both players play.
5: Uh, yeah, I don't think it was great for me, either one. I think Glenn, Glenn's first start tonight was nowhere near. It was always low. Whether that's tension, fatigue, I don't know. But his first dart was was all over the place. And to be fair, I don't think Peter Wright was much better. There was a couple of darts that he threw for double 16 that were closer to Northampton.
3: Yeah, fair point.
5: <laughs> and, and, and it's not just the closest, they were the funny angles as well. Um, Peter Wright, all... Sort of he won the world title by by being methodical and deliberate, and now he's trying to play with a rhythm, and it's just not working. In the sense that he's overthinking it.
3: Yeah, but he, but he got the job done, and that's the key. And like you say, in the world final, he got the job done. In the Masters, he got the job done. And, but are you surprised, by the way, here, Phil, that Glenn is taking this long to maybe to wrap up the Premier League because, league phase at least because. A few nights ago, you would have said, right, well, he'll wrap it up on night 14 or night 15 or whenever it's going to be. And he'll wrap it up quite comfortably. But he's dropped points now in his last, uh, well, five of his last six games. He's only won one of them.
5: Yeah, but big point against Van Gerwen. Huge. Massive. I, I, I wouldn't call that drop points because he was behind. Going into the last leg, so I think that's like that's a that's a point gained.
3: In yes, but yes, but he drops the chance of getting two points, and if he would got another point by now, that he would have bloody won the he would have won the thing.
5: No, uh, he's still going to win it anyway. So no, I, yeah,
3: no, I can't I can't disagree. I can't disagree with you there. <laughs> as much as I want, as much as I want Gary to win it, because that way I, my my prediction would come true. Uh, yeah, you know you are right. I, I think he will win it definitely. Uh, right so performances of the night then two of you going for MVG I'm going for Peter Wright because he beat the so-called best player in the world and uh, there we go lovely three straight wins for Snakey I think he is the best player in the world but we will come on to that another time we have to talk about night 16 because uh, Gob Phil myself have all got the abacuses out we're ready to go with the calculators to try and work out what the bloody hell's going to happen tomorrow night and I think the best way of putting this gob is we ain't got a bloody clue about what's going to happen on this, on this final night uh, because we've been, everything's just going all over the place and I'm sure we'll have about 15,000 different scenarios in our heads thinking about how gonna, how this uh, Premier League's going to end.
4: Yeah, it's that bunch together that there's an opportunity throughout the night that you can't, well, before the night starts, that there aren't many guarantees on who can get in doing what by doing something in their match it's very much dependent on other results and that opens up more and more opportunities so more and more scenarios will develop after the first darts thrown almost it's just going to keep evolving throughout the night Um, the way the fixtures have been leveled up now means that um every match in ascending order um has something to play for and nobody can be no one that's still in contention I think can be out before they play so I think that's a really good way of doing the schedule for tomorrow everything's in the own player's hand and they put pressure on the next person
3: this is how the schedule looks then let's talk about it Kevin Price against Gary Anderson first up Gezi Price has to win to stand any chance of getting into that top four if he does win then he will go into fourth place and put pressure on Michael Van Gogh and Gary Anderson has to win by a minimum scoreline I think if I'm right in saying this he's got to win by a minimum scoreline of eight legs to, uh, to I'm going to say I think it's eight legs to, to, to five no eight legs to three, eight legs to two excuse me he's got to win by he's got to win by a minimum of, of, uh, of six legs or eight legs to one if he doesn't do that tomorrow night then Glenn Durant will be champion without having to pick up a dart That is how the Premier League looks. It's a 14-leg difference at the moment. If he doesn't win 8-2, he will not have a chance of getting it because of legs won against the throw. Then, Michael Van Gogh against Daryl Gurney is next. Will Gerwin Price be in fourth place and put the pressure on MBG? Who knows at this point? But he has to win, and he has to win big against Daryl Gurney. A minimum win of 8-5, or 8-4, in fact, will keep him in the Premier League. Anything worse than that, and he will not have a shot at qualifying because of the way of legs one against the throw. Peter Wright against Michael Smith is third up. Peter Wright will just need a point regardless to get into the top four. If it is the case, though, that Michael Van Gerwen does win tomorrow night, he will definitely need that point because if he doesn't get that point, then it all comes down to the final game between Nathan Aspinall and Glenn Duran. Glenn could be champion without picking up a dart. If he isn't champion tomorrow, When he by the time he does play, he will need Three legs minimum, a maximum, excuse me, to get the job done and be champion. Nathan Aspinall will have to win. And if he does win by eight legs to three, uh, eight legs to uh, to four or better, he will be in the top four. That's the scenarios, boys. Uh, trying to work it all out is going to be a complete nightmare. Um, PB we'll start with you rather than game of the night try and tell me how you think this, this night's going to pan out
5: right in my head this is what happens go on but ha- however in my head a lot of things happen that never ever chance of happening so don't <laughs> listen to me
3: um, no. <laughs> don't listen to any of us really let's be honest about <laughs> it come on now
5: right game number one I think Gary Price beats Gary Anderson
3: you think he beats Gary Anderson? Yes. Ooh. Interesting. Very interesting. The, the so, one, two, one of two players only to beat Gary in the bubble so far. He, I just look you know, at
5: Gezi's recent head to head against Gary. It's so good.
3: But isn't that mean that he's due one, Gary? Yeah, I, just, I don't know. I just, I, the way Gezi
5: played tonight, he was just
3: absolutely brilliant. Yeah he was, I'll um, give you that. Hundred percent. Gary wasn't for some bad. Reason, he averaged, he, he, no. Gary wasn't
5: bad. He averaged hundred. Yeah, no, for some reason I just think Gezi edges Gary. And I th- okay. I think it'll be a good game. I think it'll be close. So on that, I think Glenn Durant will be champion before he plays. Okay. Even if even if Gary even if Gary were to beat Gezi, I think it would be close anyway. So
3: Yeah.
5: I think Glenn's champion. Match number okay. two. I think MVG does a job on Daryl Gurney.
3: A big job? Eight three. Okay. So that would mean that he goes on to plus seven leg like difference.
5: Yes, I just think that Daryl's done nothing to play for. And I just think that MVG no know... back MVG into a corner, look what happens.
3: Yes, but and you I, say that. But, but Daryl Gurney looked like he was going to play spoiler a little bit for Nathan Aspinall tonight. And if he's got a chance to keep Michael Van Gowen out that top four, you don't think he's going to try and do it for the run of the playoffs? I
5: think he'll try, try, but I don't think he's good enough at the moment. Fair point. All right. Cool. <laughs> Pl- plain and simple. Um, <laughs> yeah, I just don't um, think he's playing well enough. I disagree to that. It. Fine.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Fine. <laughs> Carry on. Um,
5: <laughs> look, Daryl Gurney's a fabulous player, but form wise right now, he's not where he needs to be to beat Michael Van in for me. So. Okay. I'm going 8-3 to MVG, pressure on the rest.
1: Okay. Now,
5: here's where it gets interesting. I genuinely think Michael Smith is the spoiler tomorrow.
3: Oh, <laughs> do you think that he actually beats Peter Wright? Yes. Oh, wow. Now, 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 I've... now. That is I've... a bold I've... shout.
5: I think Michael Smith has actually played some fabulous stuff in this Premier League and not had the results his performances have deserved.
3: Don't disagree. Don't disagree. Um, But but, you've always told me the table never lies.
5: It doesn't. It doesn't. Points on the board. However, I think there is one due here. I think the, the manner that Michael Smith has played and what I saw tonight when the pressure was off, I think he's due one. Okay. I'm going
3: 8-6 to Michael Smith. So that means then with that, Michael Van Gaal would be definitely in the Premier League top four. And it would all come down to Nathan Aspinall and Peter Wright as to who goes uh, into the top four and joins him.
5: Yes. Last game. No. I think with Daz already being champion, changes the complexion of the game. I think Aspinall wins because he's got more to play for. But I think it's close. I'm gonna go eight five to Nathan Aspinall.
3: So he would move on to a plus eight leg difference and would see him into third place. So your top four then will be the following. Glenn Duran on 21 points, but he would win the game and he would uh would win the league on leg difference. Gary Anderson in second on 21. Nathan Aspinall on 19 with a plus eight leg difference, and Michael Van Gogh with a plus seven leg difference on a 19 points as well. Meaning that Peter Wright on 18 points will not get into the Prem for top four. Correct. Bold, so. bold, cool. So Glenn Duran I... against MVG in the semi final versus, and then Gary Anderson and Nathan Aspinall. Yes, please.
5: I, I think Snake Bike misses out. Look,
3: it's a bold shout,
5: but. I just think it's a, a very bold shout <laughs> I just think there's there's a performance and a result coming from Michael Smith and Peter Wright alluded to it in his post-match when we asked him are you concerned that Michael Smith's going to free roll he said yes straight
3: away but that's Peter Wright he, he, he could be 100 out of average 107 108 tonight and uh, he probably would have said yeah I'm still concerned because I played rubbish that's just what he does
5: <laughs> yeah
3: I, I'm look
5: I, I might have blinkers on for the two Michaels. Yes. However, Snakey misses out.
3: Gob, your call cool now, my friend. How do you see a right playing out?
4: I don't agree with Phil in Snakey missing out. I just think that he's playing way too well. He's now getting the results he deserves. And when it comes down to it tomorrow, I think he'll have enough to to get whatever he needs against Michael Smith when the time rolls around to see him home. Um, it all comes down to whether I think MVG can perform that well that he gets the leg different swing that he needs on Aspinall because I just think Aspinall does or is going to be close. I don't see Glenn dropping off massively to allow... Or running away with it to be honest against Nathan to allow that significant swing. So, <sighs> um, where am I going?
3: Well, I'm gonna guess by the way that Gary beats Gary Price. I'm gonna guess you're saying that. I think so. Yeah,
4: and even if not, well, I guess his leg difference is pretty significant, but. <sighs> Yeah, I think Gary beats Gesi. Okay. Um, I think Snaky beats Michael Smith.
1: So and Glenn's form at the minute
4: is a little bit. It's not great, but it is the alternate night for Nathan tomorrow to lose a close one rather than picture close when he needs to correct that form. Um, I'm going to say the top four stays as it is.
3: Whoa! So you're calling. So how how is that the case? Do you think MVG loses to Darrell or draws to Daryl tomorrow night?
5: Maybe you think they (laughs) you think you think they both win, but the leg difference doesn't swing enough for Michael.
3: Yeah. Bold shout. Bold shout. I, I really do think that's a bold shout. I'll be brutally honest with you, pal. But uh, t- right, this is how I think the night's going to go. Gary Anderson beats Gervin Price by eight legs to four. That's a kick off. So he would move on to plus fifteen, and that would be that. There is no way that he would be uh, the champ. Would be champion tomorrow. So Gervin Price gets knocked out straight away. Michael van Gerwen gets the job done on Daryl Gurney by eight legs to two. He would move then onto plus eight in the leg difference. Peter Wright and Michael Smith draw seven all. That would give Snakey the point that he needs to stay in the top four, leading it all down to the Glenn Durant versus Nathan Aspinall game. Where Duzza wins. And the reason why I'm saying that, gentlemen, is because we have... When was the last time we saw a really good performance from Glenn Duran? I'm going to say when he beat MBG on, uh, on night eight, probably. That's probably the last really great performance from Dozer in this Premier League. Um,
5: there was another one as well.
3: But, like I say... I think that was the last time we've seen him. We are due a great performance from Duzza, and he will want to win this Premier League outright, not just on leg difference, but he will want to win this Premier League outright. And I think Nathan Aspinall, when I called him in the top four, though, the other day on our live lounge, I think he misses out because he will lose tomorrow night. So my top four will look like this. Glenn Durant will be on 23 points. Gary Anderson will be on 21. Peter Wright will be on 19 points. But he will have a significant leg difference. Michael Van Gerwen will be in the top four on 19 points as well. So my semi-finals, Gary Anderson against Peter Wright and Glenn Durant against Michael Van Gerwen. Yes, please.
5: I think the other thing is Nathan Aspinall looked vulnerable tonight. He was fighting demons on that stage. At 3-0, he looked Rolls-Royce. Mm. And then all of a sudden, the wheels came off. And if my memory serves me, correct me, didn't Darrell Gurney have darts to go 6-5 up, miss three clear at 16s and 8s? He did. I just think that Nathan wants this almost too much. At the mm-hmm. moment, yeah. lack of experience in this position will, will go against him. Yeah, I, I think, think so. he's putting too much pressure. I think he's putting too much pressure on himself. But every time he said that. Tomorrow, he, he genuinely said tomorrow means more to him than both major than both TV finals he's been in.
3: What winning a UK Open?
5: He said, he said that tonight. He said tomorrow means him I
3: know. I know. I know. What I'm saying is, is that the UK Open is probably the third biggest major in the sport. So Premier League, as much as it is an, an, you know, as much as it is a big TV tournament, it ain't ranked. Hashtag What's a major?
5: Hashtag Triple Crown.
3: Hashtag the Sky triple crown, not the actual triple crown. Hashtag Sky, Sky need a triple crown because that's the three cut tournaments they cover. Uh, look, in all seriousness though, boys, this has been a mental Premier League. I can't remember anything else that has ever touched this. And the first six places are not yet decided. All seven places are not yet decided. One to seven are not decided. I mean, theoretically, of course, Michael Smith will definitely finish in seventh place. But... My God, this has been a mental Premier League. I'm not going to talk about highlights yet because we will come on to a live lounge about this later on in the week. But I think we're going to have to leave it there because we could be discussing all the scenarios for the time being. Jack Gobby-Garwood, Phil bass it's been a pleasure recording the Premier League dailies with you late into the evening after each Premier League night for the last nine nights. Thank you for joining us indeed, gentlemen. Right, what have we learned? Well, the, the short answer, nothing uh, from night 15. Uh, Nathan Aspinall Peter Wright, Michael Van Gerwen and uh, get get wins to stay in that top four race. It means that Michael Smith has been eliminated but he and Gerwin Price deliver an absolute classic on the Premier League stage. It's a draw which keeps Gerwin Price just hanging on by the skin of his teeth. Night 16 in the Premier League, it is the final night. It is going to be dramatic. We have never had a Premier League like this where six, where one to seven places are not decided yet. You can follow all the drama with us. We will have a live blog for you, leg-by-leg updates and updates to the table as and when we can get them to you from seven o'clock, as always, on onlinedarts.com. Make sure, of course, that you head over to our YouTube channel because Phil we're be getting reactions with winners throughout that night live and direct when they know if they're going to be in the Premier League top four and what's going to happen throughout that incredible night it's going to be mental we'll also be giving regular updates across Facebook Twitter and Instagram no Premier League daily for us on Saturday because either Sunday or Monday haven't decided yet we're going to have ourselves a live lounge to try and dissect what the hell is going to go on and look ahead to the PDC autumn series thank you so much for downloading and listening and subscribing over the last few days of the Premier League daily. We really do appreciate it. We hope you enjoy tomorrow. It's going to be frenetic. It's going to be fun. Who the will be qualifying for the Premier League top four? From us all, take care, sleep well, and we'll see you tomorrow for a dramatic night, final night of the league phase in the 2020 Premier League. Mm